How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Kansas City, it's Isaiah Pacheco. You're listening to The Drive with Keraton Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. So I'm pretty sure that you guys remember that song, Lose Yourself by Eminem, and how you only get one shot. You can't blow your opportunity. I do think that the opinion about Brock Purdy really centers around two things. It centers around, I think the perception is, and I don't think it is a wrong perception. Hey, man, they gave you everything. You were selected into a perfect environment. Look at the coach that you have. Look at the offensive line that you have. Look at the running back. Look at the weapons. Look at the defense. I mean, he was born on third base. He's Ryan Day, Ohio State's head coach. I think that's the perception around Brock Purdy. So I think people are waiting. Hey, man, you're playing really well. Because I would say that the tone around Brock Purdy, for the most part, was what was generally optimistic. And then they had a couple injuries. And I think everybody starts kind of piquing their interest. Hey, hey, I want to see what this looks like. All right. You don't have every single advantage given to you. Your team's a little bit banged up. It's not ideal. What do you look like? How do you play in this scenario? I think we all wanted to see. And let me tell you, that boy Brock Purdy was an absolute stinker in the month of October. Now, you're right. They didn't have their number one wide receiver. They didn't have their best offensive lineman. He didn't have the most overwhelming talent in the league. He just had a good team. Not a potentially great team. He just had a good team. And let me tell you, for three weeks, he was incredibly average. Against Cincinnati, they scored 17 points. He threw two interceptions. Against Minnesota, in a nationally televised game, he had one touchdown and two interceptions in that game as well. So I think people were kind of looking for that one, you know? But I think for the most part, people were willing to look past it a little bit, and they were maybe even willing to give him a second chance. The opinion around Brock Purdy centers around how he played in that Monday night football game against the Baltimore Ravens. That was the sixth most watched regular season game this year, 
and it was the second most watched Monday night football game since 1996. All of us were watching. It drew more than 27 million people watched it. It was one of the more popular television events of the year. It's Christmas Day. You're sitting there with your family. You had some nice holiday hash. You got that present that you were asking for, and we all wanted to see. All right, hey, San Francisco, you're the best team in the league. I want to see how you look. And, boy, did Brock Purdy lay an absolute stinker. Rob, let's be clear about where the conversation, at least locally, I can't speak for everywhere, where I think the conversation around Brock Purdy, where it starts in Kansas City. I think it starts from, hey, our quarterback hasn't always had everything. Hey, he went through a situation where you dealt with injuries and you had to overcome it. Hey, you haven't had your number one wide receiver or you traded away. Our quarterback still made it work. Your quarterback laid an egg for three straight weeks, and you couldn't win without having all of these advantages. And then we were willing to give you a second chance. We were willing to let all of it go. Brock Purdy was one game away from winning NFL MVP. One game away. All he had to do was not blow it. And what did he do? Boy, he stunk up the joint against the Baltimore Ravens. He was 18 of 32. 255 yards passing, zero touchdowns. He threw four interceptions in the game. Rob, he had a quarterback rating of 42.6. The highest is 158.3. It was an absolute stinker. Think of the worst movie you've ever seen. For me, that movie is Sucker Punch. The absolute worst movie I'd ever seen. Brock Purdy was worse than that. That's where all of this comes from, from Brock Purdy. Hey, we gave you a couple opportunities. We gave you a couple chances. We gave you the benefit of the doubt the first time. We are not giving it to you the second time. And I think it is hard for Chiefs fans. And I completely understand. Hell, I'm in the same boat that you are. I just saw Kansas City beat the team that blew you guys out last week. If you couldn't handle that team, what makes you think that you can handle Kansas City? I agree with that locally. And you're right. That was the brightest lights. That was the biggest moment. And he shrunk like saying he shrunk is almost unfair to shrinking because he was four picks horrible. But is it possible outside of the local perception that it's unfair to judge him on that one game? Because the Eagles game was 325 Fox Burkhart and Olsen. That was like the Nance Romo treatment for Fox. That was a standalone game. Hey, we got the marquee game. Watch us on the road in Philadelphia. Brock Purdy was sensational. Earlier in the season, Sunday night football, standalone game. Chris Collinsworth, Al, not, Al Michael, excuse me, Mike Tirico, standalone game against a, a team that they thought was going to be really good in the NFC and the Cowboys and the Niners. Brock Purdy was sensational. So I agree he folded in that moment. I have no I have no argument for that. But is it possible that conversation is a microcosm of the local because there were other moments where the Niners were on the big stage. Maybe not Christmas Day big stage, but big stage. And he shined. 
So I think it's a little unfair to Brock Purdy, the people in the text line saying, well, he folds in big games. Look at the Ravens. There were other big games on their schedule, and he went out and played really well in those big games. So is it possible that conversation is isolated locally? Because for obvious reasons, Chiefs fans weren't locked in the Niners games this season. I think, though, those moments end up defining you. And it's not just a Brock Purdy thing. We do this in sports. Like, I know it sounds crazy to think now, but, Rob, do you remember when people questioned if Patrick Mahomes could play well in primetime games? Remember this was a real conversation early on in his career? Remember they lost that game to the Patriots? They lost that game to the Seattle Seahawks? Hey, people were wondering, hey, Pat's good in all these other games, but, man, he's really struggled and they've lost in these nationally televised games. Well, eventually, Pat had to start winning those games. I think it's more than just San Francisco has won these games. It feels like they have won somewhat in spite of Brock Purdy as opposed to him being a driving force and a driving factor. Now, he gets credit for the drive against the Green Bay Packers, but I don't give you a whole lot of credit for cleaning up a mess that you created. It's not like San Francisco had three fumbles from Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle and Brock Purdy went out there and saved them. No, San Francisco almost lost to Green Bay because their quarterback was bad, was really bad in the game, and he put one drive together. Or against the Lions. I mean, that Lions offense was humming. Zoom, 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 zoom. And the biggest play of the game, at least the play that people perceive to be the biggest play of the game, he almost threw an interception. Now, I know we can play that ifs and buts and almost, and that sports happened. He threw the ball, and it hit the Sam- and it hit the Lions defender in the face mask. I mean, he was trying to throw an interception. He was trying to give Detroit a chance to go to the Super Bowl. But they're the Lions, so of course they don't want to go to the Super Bowl. So on even the biggest play of the game, we don't give Brock Purdy credit. It's like, oh, man, it hit that guy's face. That's why I say in this. This is going to be the most watched game in the history of of the NFL. The history of of non-World Cup sporting events. This game right here. If Brock Purdy has a chance to either confirm the way that a lot of people think or the same way, and I know this is a weird analogy, but follow me here. You remember when Alex Smith played really well in that game against the Indianapolis Colts, and any time it came up, Hey, you can't win with Alex Smith. People would say, hey, well, what about the game against Indianapolis? It's not his fault that they lost. This game has a chance to be that way for Brock Purdy. If he goes out here and plays well against this defense, you will not hear any more questions about Brock Purdy moving forward. And at the end of the game, if they hand him the MVP award, the that summer that we spent arguing if Joe Flacco was elite, We will spend this summer arguing if Brock Purdy is a top-five quarterback in the NFL if he plays well. That is how reactionary we all are when you play in a game that everybody is watching. You know that. You and I have seen this too much. It, it It is very different if you play poorly on a Sunday at noon or if you play poorly Sunday on Sunday night football. And Brock Purdy, unfortunately, he has played poorly in the games that we all have been watching. A couple of playoff games, that Christmas Day game, and now we're heading into the game that all of us are watching. Not just 27 million people. I mean, 27 million people times six are going to be watching this game. And I just don't know why you have a whole lot of confidence that Purdy is going to play well. Maybe he doesn't completely stink it up, but I don't know why you can think that Brock Purdy is going to play well in this game, not against this defense. That's interesting. 
you, I agree with you. We are, as an NFL fan base, super reactionary. You're right. We argued about Joe Flacco's elite status. After the Rams beat the Bengals, people argued if Matt Stafford's a Hall of Famer. I get the reactionary part of this. I understand. But you think if the Niners win, the conversation about Brock Purdy becomes top five quarterback? Because I think if Purdy wins, the conversation around him stays the same. It's okay, well, now he's done it once, but let's see him when he gets paid. Or, all right, well, that's only because he's a seventh-round guy. Let's see him when he has no weapons because maybe it's just a microcosm of the text line. Remember when Joe Burrow came to Kansas City and won the AFC title game? The conversation on the text line was not, hey, Joe Burrow's a problem. He's he's a real elite player in the NFL. He's going to be a threat to the Chiefs for foreseeable future. The conversation was, well, just because he has so many weapons, and that's unfair. Wait until he doesn't have weapons. Then he'll come tumbling down to earth. That was the conversation around Joe Burrow, and everyone thinks Joe Burrow's better than Brock Purdy. You don't think Purdy gets caught in the same wash of, hey, it's just the weapons. It's not you no matter what the outcome is? This is where I think it's different. None of the other young quarterbacks have broken through. Now, I will give Chiefs fans a lot of credit for this. If you beat Patrick Mahomes, there is a measure of you kind of got to tip your cap a little bit because Chiefs fans understand how hard it is to do. We have seen teams with a lot of good weapons go up against Kansas City, right? Like Buffalo has really good weapons. We've seen a lot of teams with good weapons, good scenario. The only teams, the only players that have eliminated Patrick Mahomes from the postseason are Tom Brady, who is the greatest quarterback of all time, and Joe Burrow, number one overall pick, Heisman Trophy winner, $300 million man. If if Brock Purdy goes out there and throws for 270 yards, two touchdowns, and no interceptions, I'm telling you on Monday, I'm giving him his credit. <laughs> Nobody else has to give him credit. We can come up with any other reason. I will give him his credit. I will give him his respect. Hey, I know how hard this Chiefs defense is. I know how great Patrick Mahomes is. I know the advantages. I, I I think, I don't know, I think Chiefs fans will tip their cap and say, hey, you got us. And in this scenario, in this conversation that we're having, Brock Purdy would be the only other young quarterback who has a ring. I love Lamar. He doesn't have a ring. He's never been to the Super Bowl. I love Josh Allen. Josh Allen has never been to the Super Bowl, doesn't have a ring. If you're telling me that it is Patrick Mahomes two rings, Brock Purdy one, everybody else zero, I feel like you're going to have to tip your cap a little bit and be like, hey, maybe that guy is a little bit better than I was giving him credit. You know, maybe that guy is maybe that guy is a little bit better than I was anticipating. We can keep this conversation going on the other side, 913-586-7610. We're going to be joined by Nate Taylor of The Athletic. We're going to be joined by Greg Papa. He is the play-by-play voice for the San Francisco 49ers. We are live in Radio Row getting you ready for Super Bowl 58. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. 
So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with a vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. You expected someone else? So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. (laughs) Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.